Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Cosmic Wonder. I'm your host, Warren Thompson, and yesterday was SDCC. And Marvel fans were treated to an amazing Hall H panel by Marvel Studios in which they revealed all of Phase 5 and a little bit of Phase 6, including the actual release date for the Fantastic Four, which is going to be November 8th of 2024, and of course the announcement of two new Avengers films, The King Dynasty, coming out on May 2nd of 2025, and then the same year, Avengers Secret Wars on November 7th of 2025, but one of the biggest things that we got yesterday was the official teaser trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And there is so much in this trailer, so much that I did not think they were going to actually show us in the teaser, but it's probably one of the best trailers that I've ever seen, and it's super emotional. And in this video, I'll break down everything that you need to know, including the plot of the film, which is actually made pretty clear based on what we see in the trailer and based off of what we've heard heard. So I'll be explaining exactly what's going on here. Of course, we'll be talking about Namor the Submariner, the villain of this film, and mutants because he is a mutant in the comics. We'll also be talking about the Avengers vs. X-Men story, Doctor Doom, and how he could actually be behind everything that we see in this trailer, some deaths that are foreshadowed, and of course, Wakanda versus Atlantis and the new Black Panther. And if you're new to the channel and you love Marvel, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the latest videos. So the trailer opens up in a very, and I've heard this word used a lot in regards to this trailer, in a very somber way. Obviously, we have lost Chadwick Boseman, who was a complete legend. He was battling cancer, but he kept it a secret from mostly everybody that he knew, including Marvel Studios, but still gave his all in every one of his performances, and you can definitely feel him so much in this trailer. Now, this film is going to focus on who the new ruler of Wakanda is going to be and who the next Black Panther will be. Marvel said they're not recasting T'Challa, but they never said that there isn't going to be a new Black Panther. And obviously, in the very last scene of this trailer, we do see a new Black Panther. However, the question is, who exactly is this? Is it Shuri? Is it M'Baku? Is it Killmonger? We'll talk about that in a bit. And of course, this movie will focus on the battle between Namor, his home Atlantis, and the Atlanteans, and Wakanda. Now, the trailer opens with the song No Woman No Cry by Bob Marley. It then transitions into All Right by Kendrick Lamar, with the lyrics saying, We gon' be all right, kind of reflecting the state of T'Challa's family and Wakanda right now. It opens with Nakia looking off into the water with a Mayan or Aztec temple in the back. Now, in the MCU, Namor and the Atlantean story is going to be that they are descendants from an ancient Mayan or Aztec family. So, a little different than the comics. Nakia is right off the coast and the temple is right off the water as well, reflecting on what's to come, which is going to be a battle between the Atlanteans, who live in the water, and the Wakandans, who of course live on the land. From here we see Queen Ramonda, who is on the throne now, because T'Challa has passed away and he is no longer the king of Wakanda. You can tell that she's very emotional about being on the throne because it's where her husband once sat until he died in Captain America's Civil War, and then her son sat there after, who of course has recently passed away. So it's clearly very emotional for her to sit on this throne now. 
Then it actually goes right into the funeral of T'Challa, which actually seems like it's more of a celebration of T'Challa rather than a funeral. We can see everybody is wearing white clothes, but separately we can see that Shuri and Queen Ramonda do wear black clothes, which are customary for funerals. As we see the funeral scene, we continue to hear the lyrics of Bob Marley that say, good friends we have and good friends we've lost along the way, obviously reflecting on King T'Challa, but also Chadwick Boseman himself. Now we see that the entire kingdom, of course, has obviously been severely affected by the death of T'Challa. And we can see that everybody is mourning. Queen Ramonda, Shuri, the Dormelage. And then we actually see the birth of Namor the Submariner. Now, in the comics, Namor is considered the first mutant, which is true to the order in which the character appeared in print in the comics. And Marvel themselves typically refer to Namor as the first mutant. And I'm hoping the MCU keeps this the same, and it looks like they might actually do that because in in Miss Marvel, they did reveal that Kamala Khan is indeed a mutant. So, mutants have been introduced into the MCU, and in the comics, Namor is a mutant, half-mutant. Hopefully, they stick true to that in this film. And it looks like they actually are, because if you take a look at baby Namor's ankles, you can actually see little wings on them. This is taken right from the comics, Namor has wings on his feet that give him the ability to fly. Later on in the comics, Professor Xavier would find him and tell him that he is indeed a mutant. However, of course, keep in mind that the MCU often changes origins and powers. But we cut from baby Namor being born to a full-grown Namor, who we see wearing a headdress. And if you look closely, it actually seems to be the head of some type of sea serpent. Now, this could be a reflection of the Atlantean god, who may be responsible for giving Namor some of his powers in the MCU, much like the Black Panther god Bast gives powers to Black Panther with the heart-shaped herb. Gods are becoming a big part of the MCU. We have the Asgardian gods, of course. Thor Love and Thunder actually introduced the Greek gods, and we did actually see Bast in Thor Love and Thunder at Omnipotent City. And of course, Moon Knight introduced the Egyptian gods. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Atlanteans had their own god. And even in one scene, we can actually see Namor looking at some type of an ancient mural that does have some type of an ancient dragon or sea serpent on it. So he could be getting part of his powers from this god. In the comics, he does have the ability to fly because he is a mutant. So he's only half Atlantean. His mother, who was Atlantean, had him with a human or a mutant because the mutant side is on his dad's side. This is why Namor has the ability of a mutant, but can also breathe underwater since he is half Atlantean. But this is also why he doesn't have blue skin like the rest of the Atlanteans because he's only half. We see Atlanteans using whales as transportation. And then from here, it seems like the plot is made pretty clear. For the most part, if we combine what we've seen with what we've heard. And we have a lot more to talk about, but first, big thank you to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this video. If you are trying to be more healthy, if you're trying to support your immune health, if you're looking to have more energy and you're tired of taking all of those pills, Athletic Greens is for you. I wanted to see what all of the hype was about, so I tried Athletic Greens. It gives you over 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, and probiotics. Now this is lifestyle friendly, so you can take this whether you're doing paleo, keto, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you can still take this. And it's less than $3 a day, which is pretty cheap considering you're investing in your health. And the best part is, it actually tastes pretty dang good. So if you're looking to get healthier and toss out the pills and the supplements, Athletic Greens makes it easy. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com cosmic. Again, that is athleticgreens.com cosmic to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
Lord. Now, remember, the last Black Panther movie ended with T'Challa addressing the United Nations, telling them that they are going to finally open up their resources to the rest of the world. Now, of course, the rest of the world had no idea what Wakanda actually was. They thought it was a third world country, having no idea that Wakanda was actually the richest country in the world and the most technologically advanced because of their vibranium. So we cut to the scene, which takes place on a ship where it looks like people are going to be diving deep, deep into the ocean. And this is most likely the cause of Namor going at war with Wakanda. These people are most likely diving for vibranium, trying to find it in the ocean, in which case they're going to get a little bit too close to Namor and Atlantis. And this is what is going to lead to some major conflict. Wakanda is the one who opened up their doors and resources to the rest of the world, exposing that they had vibranium, which means that Namor is probably going to view Wakanda as the reason that all of this is happening. He's going to view it as their fault. We also have a scene of Namor when he is younger. He's at the surface with some Atlanteans surrounding him, and if you look closely, the Atlanteans actually have to use masks as breathing apparatuses on their face. Because they are true Atlanteans, they breathe underwater, not above water. So they require these breathing devices, but Namor being only half Atlantean and half human slash mutant can breathe above water. But young Namor is standing in front of a house that is on fire. It then immediately cuts to him being an adult, walking out of the water to the shores of Wakanda. So I'm thinking there's a lot more to Namor's backstory with Wakanda and what I believe is his parents. The scene where that house is on fire could be the death of not only his father, but maybe also his mother as well. And perhaps Namor thinks that it was Wakanda's fault or Wakanda's doing that his father and or mother died. This could be the reason that the hate for Wakandans is actually placed in Namor's heart way before the events of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now in this scene, we know that he is arriving at Wakanda when he steps out of the water because several scenes later, some Wakandans and M'Baku actually attack him on the surface. The Atlanteans beside him dive into the water, but Namor isn't even phased and he just stands there. This is probably because he is considerably more powerful than the other Atlanteans due to him being part mutant. Now, M'Baku attacks him, but probably isn't going to be enough to defeat him on his own. It's probably going to come down to Shuri taking the heart-shaped herb. Now, we know from a Black Panther Wakanda Forever tie-in book that Shuri actually does manage to recreate the heart-shaped herb. So it is most likely her who becomes the next Black Panther, although there might be more than one. Now, in the comics, Shuri does become Black Panther at one point in time. As she grows up, she always wants to be Black Panther, but her brother becomes Black Panther. However, T'Challa does see the potential in his sister, so he trains her. And eventually, in the comics, when T'Challa was put in a coma by the attacks from Doctor Doom, Shuri actually does become Black Panther. However, when she first takes the heart-shaped herb and sees the Black Panther god Bast, she is actually denied the powers of Black Panther at first. It's only later on that she goes to prove herself that she is given the powers. Now, we see Shuri in the throne room and everything seems to be on fire. This could be when she takes the heart-shaped herb. Now, something that is really, really interesting that I think Marvel might actually be tricking us with is what Queen Ramonda says. She says, I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world. But then she says, and my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? Now, the fact that she says entire family actually implies that Shuri is gone as well. So does Shuri die in Black Panther Wakanda Forever? I don't believe so. I don't think that Shuri dies in Wakanda Forever. 
I do think that she's going to be one of the new Black Panthers, and I do think that there should be two. We'll get to that in a bit. Because I actually think Queen Ramonda might die. In the trailer, we can see the throne room in Wakanda is actually being flooded by Namor. This is actually taken right from the comics in the Avengers vs. X-Men story where Namor floods Wakanda. And if I had to guess, I would guess that Queen Ramonda probably doesn't make it out of the flood alive. This will be really big if it does happen because this movie is already going to be dealing with the death of T'Challa, so adding another death is pretty big. But of course, the MCU has to move forward and things have to be set up. And what this could do is make it to where M'Baku could actually be king, and even the next Black Panther. But I think this dialogue that Queen Ramonda is speaking here is actually a big misdirect. I actually think that it could be Shuri that is saying this. They simply had her voice this for the trailer to throw us off because this is just a little too obvious for me. They would not reveal that Shuri is going to die in the very first teaser trailer for Wakanda Forever. But I'm guessing that this dialogue is still in the movie, but probably comes from Shuri. Now we also have Ironheart in this movie as well. She is in Wakanda and we know that she's going to have her very first Ironheart suit. And we even have a scene of Riri Williams, aka Ironheart, where it looks like she is making her first suit, and this scene very much mirrors the scene where Tony Stark is making his very first Iron Man suit with the hammer in the cave. And Riri Williams cuts out a metal heart, which of course represents her character, Ironheart. Now during this trailer, we see some soldiers board the ship. And the soldiers aren't with the Atlanteans, and they are not with the Wakandans, so the big question is, who exactly are they with? And here's where I think Doctor Doom comes into play. I think what we're seeing here is kind of a play on the Doom War story and Doctor Doom is going to be looking for Vibranium. Doctor Doom has been rumored for Wakanda forever for such a long time now and although this is not confirmed by any means, there have been a lot of reports that state Doom is coming to the MCU sooner rather than later. And this would fit quite perfectly if Doctor Doom was indeed behind what is happening in Wakanda forever because although Namor is the villain of this movie, Namor isn't really a true villain. He's more of an anti-hero in the comics. He is fought with the Avengers, with the Illuminati, with the Fantastic Four, with the X-Men. He's a good guy. He just kind of has a short temper. But in the MCU, he can't be a true villain. He is eventually going to be somewhat of a hero. And I think it's going to be revealed that Doom has probably planted something in his mind that made him go after Wakanda or tricked him in some way where it was his soldiers and his people probably mining for Vibranium. They could have made him think that it was actually the Wakandans or other people of the world who were there because Wakanda revealed that Vibranium exists. Now, at the end of this trailer, it shows Namor taking his spot on his throne in Atlantis, and it looks like this might be where he is declaring war upon Wakanda, because the next few scenes are Wakandans going at war with Atlanteans. And the very final scene is of a new Black Panther fighting Namor. If you take a look in the background, you can see that that person in the back is indeed Namor. Now, as far as who the new Black Panther could be, I'm assuming that it is probably Shuri, although this Black Panther suit does have a lot of gold in it, really reflects Killmonger's Black Panther suit. Now it is a possibility that Killmonger could return. In Moon Knight, they showed us that people can actually come back, and they did even mention the ancestral plane in Moon Knight. And I personally think that this would be a really great route to go down. Bring Killmonger back, bring him back as a true good guy, and bring back Michael B. Jordan. However, in the first Black Panther movie, T'Challa is looking at the suits that Shuri made him, and he does say that the gold is a little bit too much. However, it is more of Shuri's style. So this could be Shuri here. As far as M'Baku 
was concerned, I think this figure that we see here is probably too small to be M'Baku. Winston Duke is a pretty big guy, and this person's frame here seems to be a lot smaller, so I'm guessing it's probably Shuri. Now, at the end of the day, they always could have two Black Panthers. They could have Shuri, but then they could have another male Black Panther, because Black Panther is a very important character to a lot of people in real life, and rumor has it that Nakia is actually pregnant with T'Challa's baby, and this baby could eventually go on in the MCU to be our true Black Panther. Who knows, he could even start off being a part of the Young Avengers, then eventually go on to be the true king of Wakanda. But if you have any great theories about this, let me know in the comments down below, and let me know your overall thoughts about this Black Panther Wakanda Forever teaser trailer. I thought it was fantastic, I thought the music was amazing, and this is probably one of the best trailers for Marvel Studios there is. Let me know your thoughts down below, don't forget to like the video, and of course subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the latest Marvel videos. For live updates, you can always follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and as always, thank you all so much for watching. Woof woof. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.